When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Liverpool missed a chance to qualify for the knockout stages of the Europa League after the 3 2 defeat to Toulouse at Stade de Luz this evening in France. A uh, bit of a topsy-turvy game with the Reds uh, were comfortably second best, you have to say. Jürgen Klopp made as many as nine changes in total. And... Um, the Reds never really uh, got going, in all honesty. Um, they slipped uh, behind when Costas Simicas stalled in possession in the first half, and that presented uh, Aaron Donham with the chance to profit, and he uh, steered the shot past Cueven Keller. And um, if there were some question marks asked of the Greek defender, you could also possibly say the same for the goalkeeper as well. Um, Jürgen Klopp made three changes at half-time with uh, Mohamed Salah, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Dominic Zabozlai all coming onto the pitch in an effort to kind of inject some uh, creativity into the side. But it was one that never really worked, despite the big names who were heading onto the pitch. Uh, Ty Stalinga made a 2-0 for the uh, the home side. Um, and they were deserving of the uh, the two-goal lead, in all honesty. Uh, Liverpool got back into the game through a bit of a bizarre own goal, it has to be said, to make it 2-1. Um, but it was uh, after reducing the arrears, uh, the two-goal cushion was restored. Quite quickly from the French side when Frank Magri made a 3-1 and then um, the home fans, clearly delirious at the results that was unfolding in front of their eyes, started to get uh, a little bit confident with uh, Liverpool in possession every time they passed it round. There were ironic cheers from the home end as they certainly enjoyed their evening and in fairness, you can't really blame them for that. Um, Diogo Jota made a 3-2 um, and uh, Liverpool were pushing for a point that they didn't really deserve, in all honesty, but it looked like they'd got it when Jarrell Kwanzaa scored what he thought was his first goal of a senior Liverpool career. But um, there was still some controversy to be had, and that was in the 97th minute. There was a lengthy check for Kwanzaa's goal. They took it all the way back to uh, what was deemed to be, uh, eventually anyway, deemed to be a handball from Alexis McAllister in the build-up to the goal. But there was um, plenty of football played before the goal was actually scored and it was a decision that's left plenty of Liverpool uh, supporters at least scratching their heads at that one. Another kind of VAR decision that goes against them. There seems to be quite a few of those this season. But uh, Klopp said after the game that it was 100% a goal and he didn't really agree that McAllister should have been penalised for a handball. And even if he had, there was plenty of football in between that particular incident and the goal eventually being steered home by Jarrell Kwanzaa and that would have given Liverpool a point and moved them up to 10 in Group E and made uh, the next two games a little bit more secure 
But uh, as it turned out, Liverpool suffered their second defeat of the season. And uh, in all honesty, despite the controversial decision from the uh, referee in the closing stages, it was a game that they didn't really deserve anything from. They were poor for long, long spells of it. Never really looked like uh, getting anything from it. And still, somehow, as opposed to their credits, they've um, been denied a third goal on a night when they didn't really sparkle. Um, the questions now is, um, is this a, just a mini blip? Or are Liverpool um, really uh, suffering from playing away from home this season? Obviously, the 1-1 draw with Luton on Sunday was disappointing. This was an even worse performance. Liverpool have won just four of nine away games this season. And that is um, quite a worrying record when you think the next time they play away from home will be against Manchester City on the other side of the international break. Uh, but before then, it's Brentford at home on Sunday afternoon as they look to bounce back and get back to winning ways after two games without a, a victory in, in all competitions, of course. But uh, no real damage done. Uh, maybe just cosmetic damage on this one. Liverpool should feel com- uh, confident of qualifying for the um, knockout stage of the Champions League with go- uh, games to come uh, against Lask at home and then um, Union saint Gilois, the final group game next month. But... Uh, for now, uh, while it's not uh, a hugely damaging uh, result, it's still a disappointing one. Liverpool will be made to reflect on that when they fly back from uh, France this evening. It's uh, it's finished in uh, started to lose uh, to lose three Liverpool two. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Whether it's the legendary Lionesses, grassroots or expert analysis of the women's leagues, Women's Football News has it all covered. A brand new monthly magazine packed with news, interviews and expert opinion. Don't miss Women's Football News. Pick up a copy today from participating retailers. Women's Football is here to stay. And so are we. So you have to ask really loud. Huh? I don't understand the word otherwise. I don't understand him. So that's really a challenge for you now, Chris. We were as good organized as the way to the press conference, obviously. Pretty chaotic. Um, it's well deserved to lose uh, because they won pretty much all the decisive challenges, battles with too many situations where we should have won the ball, we didn't. On top of that, we gave the ball easy away at least twice. One is a goal, the other one I'm not sure if it's an allowed goal or a disallowed goal. Um, counter-attack, third goal, last line too deep. Um, Defending-wise was just not good enough. And when you concede three goals, you need to um, score a lot of goals to, to still win it. And obviously, we, that nearly happened that we got a point here. Um, they wouldn't have made the game better, um, but 
it uh, would have felt better in the table, but that's it now. So we have to accept it. How is that? Um, well deserved. Was that a question you asked or? Oh, I, 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 saw, I saw now only the, the video back, and for me, it's not a handball, but well, how can I decide that? I, uh, yes, as, uh, <laughs> the ball goes to the chest, and then I don't see a contact with the arm, to be honest. Maybe they have a different picture than I, than I had. It's pretty long ago, before we scored a goal, to be honest. I, I thought, hey, but where's the free kick? Um, that's interesting. We could talk about that. I heard, I didn't see it properly, but I heard there could have been a penalty for us in another situation. I don't know. Um, but I'm actually a bit more concerned about that I would have loved us to play better, to be honest. That's my main issue tonight. In a football way, more aggressive. Sorry for a very long answer. Okay. Um, donc la question portait d'abord sur, sur la décision en fin de match mais le coach a, a tenu d'abord à, à répondre sur, sur l'ensemble du match euh, l'équipe de Toulouse a, a, eu beaucoup trop, a, a eu beaucoup trop de décisions de, de, de situations décisives par rapport à nous euh, voilà, on n'a pas suffisamment, suffisamment été au duel euh, ils ont eu énormément d'occasions on a vu qu'il y a eu, ben déjà on prend trois buts il y a aussi eu un but qui a été refusé euh, et quand on prend trois buts il faut marquer énormément derrière on aurait été déjà assez heureux de, de prendre un point ici euh, ça aurait été un, un sentiment un, un peu plus agréable en fin de match d'ailleurs euh, donc il faut vraiment accepter qu'on n'a on a pas joué suffisamment bien euh, pour revenir à la question de la, la décision finale sur le, le but qui a été refusé pour moi il n'y a, a pas main j'ai l'impression que le, le contact se fait à la poitrine mais peut-être que l'arbitre a vu, a vu une, une image que je n'ai pas on pourrait en parler très longtemps mais voilà, il aurait pu aussi y avoir un penalty pour nous. Euh, ce, ce sur quoi je veux insister et ce qui m'inquiète un petit peu plus, c'est qu'on aurait pu mieux jouer, on aurait dû être mieux, mieux, mieux en place, être plus agressif. Et au final, il faut accepter la défaite, c'est mérité. Non, non. I'm not concerned. You, you, I'm not concerned. You, you, and yet we were intense. We, we, we throw everything in. The, the problem is in a football game, you have to make the decisive things in the right moment, right, to do them right. And because we, we, we cannot concede the goals we concede. Oh, again, that can happen. The first goal that can happen, but that it didn't happen in the second half in similar situations. We were completely open, last line to deep, counter-attack. Um, they scored five goals. Two disallowed, one disallowed, two disallowed. I don't know, but so they scored quite a few goals. And, um, And it's obviously then not not good. So we, it's yes, the result is the opposite the opposite of good. The result is the opposite of good, but the, I'm, I'm actually it's a, the performance was just not good enough. And I'm not concerned. I just um, see it, and now we have to change that. We will definitely. So I just don't want that we. Accept it a little bit. That's why I'm. I would have loved to get the point because performance wouldn't have been better. But we have a point. Uh, but I would have said exactly the same. So it's just we have to be better in these moments, 100%. And that's it.
And who had the idea to, to do the press conference here? That would be a really interesting question. Wow. Alors, can OK, OK. Euh, donc, euh, pour revenir sur, sur la question, en fait, de ce qui vous inquiète le plus, est-ce que c'est le manque d'intensité euh, C'est pas vraiment ça qui m'inquiète, en fait. Ce qui m'inquiète, c'est vraiment les, les situations décisives, les moments décisifs qu'on a concédés. On a, je crois qu'ils ont marqué 5 buts, ou, ou au moins, il y a eu au moins 3 buts et un but refusé. Euh, donc ça, c'est beaucoup trop. C'est plus ça qui m'inquiète, et là-dessus, on, on va devoir évidemment s'adapter. J'aurais aimé ramener un point, mais mon analyse, elle aurait été la même. C'est vraiment sur ces, ces situations décisives où on a pêché ce soir. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Really disappointing performance from Liverpool in Toulouse, ultimately getting beat by three goals to two. The Europa League's been very good for Liverpool this season because it's allowed them to rotate the vast majority of the squad. And hopefully that'll pay dividends in the back end of the season if Liverpool are competing, or what Liverpool are competing for, whether that be, say, what looks more likely, a Champions League spacings or potentially a cup competition, etc, etc. But yeah, today was really poor, as was Luton a couple of days earlier. And there'll be a lot made about, you know, or camouflage really the overall performance of Liverpool talking about the goal that was disallowed in the last minute from Jadel Kwanzaa. But it's, it's an handball in the build-up. I mean, that's exactly what VAR was brought in for, to identify if fouls or things like that are involved in Liverpool being able to create a chance. Alexis McAllister, actually, it was really poor control. First of all, in the middle of the pitch, it was an unopposed piece of control, which he got wrong. And ultimately, it was pulled back by the VAR, who made the correct decision. It's, a, it's an handball. It led, led to Liverpool being in a position to gain an advantage. And I had no doubt when I seen the replay that it'd be overturned. I mean, what's the point of having the technology if it isn't? And to be honest, I'm getting sick and tired with people talking about technology and VAR all the time. It really is... Look at your team, look at the positives and negatives, how they're playing, the strengths, the weaknesses, how they can affect the outcome of the game and better their opponents instead about consistently people whining and going on about refereeing decisions like they will about that one. It was on ball, we've got the technology, they've seen that it was on ball and ultimately they've decided to, to not give the goal, which was the correct decision. Um, as for... Liverpool's overall performance, yeah, I felt it was really, really poor. And it's the same kind of things that Liverpool have been suffering from all season. And even last season, when you think about Liverpool have been nowhere near, good enough away from home, nowhere near. And they've got two common problems when they play away from home. The first being that they can't seem to main, maintain possession. Now, previously, for a lot of last season, that was in the, the build-up phase. Liverpool were struggling to be able to play out. And under any organised pressure, the opposition was simply stealing the ball off Liverpool 
and being in positions where they could then, with Liverpool expanding the game and players taking up attacking roles to be trying to get on the ball, were then capable of hurting Liverpool in the transition. But this season, that's been a little bit less of that. And the main problems that Liverpool have had has been actually building up in the midfield of the pitch or the opposition's half because they seem to enter that area of the pitch and then simply don't have any composure or for a lot of the time make wrong choices with the ball, whether that's inaccurate passes, whether that's the wrong weight of pass or whether it's not being aware of when to slow and when to speed up the game. So that means that Liverpool often play too vertically too early and ultimately that what that means is again you've expanded the game, your players are higher in attacking areas and then Liverpool suffer because if the opposition have good quality and can play through you in one, two or three passes and have moving targets to be able to hit, then they get in positions where, because Liverpool have then expanded and left space, they're in advantageous positions to try and cut through Liverpool and ultimately create chances. Now, that doesn't always happen because Liverpool have great physical athletes playing in the deeper areas of the pitch from time, majority of the time. And Ibrahim Akanati, for example, and Virgil van Dijk, who are very good at managing them spaces. And in general, Liverpool have actually been better at avoiding counter-attacks this season. It hasn't been as poor as last season, where Liverpool resembled like a sieve in terms of how they were unable to be able to judge the distances, the units of the team. And also, that was coupled with having a, a real lack of ideal physicality because they had some players who were beyond their physical peak. And this season hasn't been as bad as that, but Liverpool are still struggling in that capacity. And we've seen against Luton, Luton had the opportunity to do that on occasions, but didn't have the quality to be able to hurt Liverpool, where it wasn't the case with Toulouse in the second half. Toulouse actually used the ball pretty well, even though they haven't got the most quality within their side and were able to be in a situation where really they could have been more than the the the, the two goals up that they were at that point. They did cut through Liverpool enough. And I understand that Liverpool aren't playing the first choice backline and, and deepest players, but if you look at some of the games that Liverpool have played this season away from home, like just thinking off the top of my head in some of the bigger games in the Premier League, Chelsea, for example, Chelsea should have won that game in the opening day of the season in terms of all the XG, the chances they created, and it was a similar problem Liverpool encountered. You look at the Newcastle game, Liverpool and Alisson, fantastic save. Newcastle had started the better within that game until Liverpool had to sit behind the ball. They were reduced to 10 men. Wolves, again, slow start from Liverpool. Again, Wolves could have been more than the one goal up that they eventually were within the game. So there's a common pattern. Brighton, actually, is another one where, yeah, Liverpool could have gone on to win that game when you think about Gravenberg's chance. But also, I felt that over the course of the 90 minutes, Brighton actually were in a situation where probably played the better football and created as many or just under the amount of chances Liverpool did. So that means that the game is a toss of a coin and that is exactly what Liverpool want to avoid. They avoid that completely at home because they are able to box teams into their half, dominate possession, have spaces which don't allow the opposition to really have counter-attacks and they're able to maintain their own attacks. Now that is not the case away from home. Teams have set up in a situation where in Brighton's case, they either want to disrupt Liverpool's first phase build-up and look to steal the ball in Liverpool's defensive third, or for the most part, and Newcastle actually did that as well, or you'd have a situation like where maybe like Wolves, Luton and Toulouse tonight, to just think of a few, where they're more happy to let Liverpool enter that midsection of the pitch and then Liverpool are going to hand them the ball back and create their own problems, really. Now... Liverpool have to be much more assured in possession in that section of the pitch. Otherwise, this, this is going to keep occurring and Liverpool are going to continue to keep being vulnerable. Liverpool just need to make the extra pass. I mean, even in the game today, you know, they get back into the game and 
I know they got the goal disallowed, but that was from a scramble in the penalty area. There's plenty of time in the game when seven minutes are raised on the on the the scoreboard for, for the identification of extra time. Play the extra pass. Keep moving the ball. Keep wearing down the legs. You want to get the ball into areas which are most advantageous, and you do that by playing the ball on the floor into the forward players' feet and getting support and bodies around them. And if you can't go forward straight away, then you come out again. You play the extra pass. You go wide to come back. Whatever it does or whatever it takes to be able to circulate that ball and hopefully create a division within the opposition units of the team, a lack of concentration, whatever it may be. Liverpool, again, too often playing high balls into the penalty area. And, you know, there's a reason why cross-completion is the lowest completion rate of any action that you can do in football because, ultimately, it's very unlikely or it's a toss of a coin whether it's going to actually reach one of your players. In the main, if you're an attacking team and there's more defenders within that section of the pitch, it's not going to be a situation where you're going to come out on the right side of that. And too often, Liverpool are doing that and it's really frustrating to watch. The other thing that you don't want to do is continually, especially when you've gone behind in a game, so say Liverpool go behind in a game, which they often do, is don't give free kicks away. Don't disrupt, don't disrupt you trying to apply pressure and maintain attacks. You know, there was Jotter in the, in the later stages of the game, two silly fouls to give away. It allows the opposition to get back behind the ball, waste time, take a set play, you know, elevate their team up the field with a longer pass. It just breaks the fluency and, and what Liverpool are trying to create and what the attacking team are trying to create when they're chasing a game. You want that momentum. You want the team encamped in their own half. You want to be playing an extra pass and ultimately wearing them down. Liverpool, again, play too vertical too often and it's a really frustrating watch. They have to stop playing as vertically within that section of the pitch, be more considered about the decisions and have much more quality when they're in possession in the mid to final third. Otherwise, the problems will continue and ultimately Liverpool won't collect enough points away from home to be able to have what they would like in their position in the Premier League, for example, or go to the latter stages of the cup competitions. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mike Holt from Go On The Match podcast with my review on Toulouse 3, Liverpool 2, in which really should have been a 3-3. All said and done, um, would we have deserved a 3-3? I think that's you know up for debate. Um, Liverpool weren't the best tonight, they, they were far from it. Um, Oh, where's the start? I think if anything, if I, want, if I want to sum up this Liverpool match in sort of like one sentence, it would be, it would be that the drop off from the starting eleven to the fringe players of the squad is vast. It's it's enormous. Um, that's probably where I'm at. And I know it's the Europa League, but that Toulouse team are fifteenth in Ligue 1, Um to concede three goals against them. And to not score until really until like you know the you start eleven do come onto the pitch is I don't think it's good enough. Um, 
we sort of talked about it, you know, a lot of people referenced at the start of the season that the Europa League's going to be really good to play the fringe players in, give the young lads a chance, let them shine, see them what they can do, you know, play those fringe players to keep them ticking along. And they, some of them were given their chance tonight and they didn't perform. Um, and they shouldn't feel begrudged in the future if they don't get given a chance after, after tonight, in my opinion, because um, they weren't good enough. Um, to name a few, um, I don't want to be harsh on them. I don't want to be overcritical because we're early on in the season, but I'm just going to say as I've seen it. Um, Endo, for me, I'm struggling to see what he brings to this Liverpool squad. I'm struggling to see what he's got that other Liverpool players haven't gotten in terms of quality and skill within our squad. I'm struggling to see what he offers. Um don't think he was very good tonight at all. I think he struggled. You know, he's he's one of those experienced players. We're not talking about a young player here. And I know it's transitioning to the way Jurgen Klopp wants to play, but at the end of the day, we're playing to lose. You know, I'd, I'd expect a lot better from him. Um, ben Doak, we all know that, you know, the quality he has got. Didn't see much of it again tonight. I thought he was poor on the ball. Um, disappointed in him. Simicass was just not on it. Really, really poor. Um, he is one of those players that when he makes a mistake, it does go to his head, I think. And it affects his confidence throughout the game. Um, so I think Klopp's substitutions at half-time were correct. And um, they were just, really, you know, um, in terms of who he brought on and who he brought off. Um that those three lads especially really disappointed me. I, I thought Kelleher wasn't great tonight, to be honest. Not that he was like massively, massively at fault for any of the goals, but I don't think he was fantastic. I don't think he has been really fantastic in the Europa League when we've seen him, to be honest. He hasn't been tested that much. And when he has been called upon, he hasn't really shone, which is disappointing because, again, he's another one who's got a lot to offer. He's just not showing it. Um, the Joe Gomez thing of playing... Playing him in that inverted right back. Can we not see that again, please, Jurgen? Because we know it doesn't work. That's not on Joe Gomez. It's just not the type of player he is. Like, it's just, I don't think it's very fair. Um, it's almost like playing Darwin Nunes at right back. It's just not the, it's just, I don't really know what we're trying to get from that. Um, yeah, it was just very disappointing all night. Um, obviously, we sort of got ourselves back into the game. Towards the end, uh, like I say, when the big guns come on and the firing, um, and you know, really we should have walked away with the point there. Um, how many, how many seconds or uh, up to a minute, or was it a minute and a half? I'm not too 100% sure. Did he go back to see that McAllister's handball, which in itself was harsh? You know, it's come off his chest and his arm, but that's just the way football's going now, unfortunately. Um, it's becoming a very tough watch when you want to analyse analyze, analyze a game and discuss a game with your mates in the pub or a few days later and inevitably just talk about refereeing decisions. Um, sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it goes against you. Inevitably, we're always talking about refereeing decisions and it's just, I personally am becoming very, very bored of it. It's tedious. We're not really talking about anything that's happened in the match. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th there's that. Ultimately, it doesn't affect where we are in the group. You know, we probably are going to still top it. But for me, off the back of that looting game at the weekend, it's more disappointing. I think if we'd have won the looting game, I could have looked at tonight and gone, yeah, it is what it is. It's a little blip. It's a changing squad. Blah, blah, blah. But it's just, I just, 
it's really staggered our momentum. Uh, you know, the Luton result and this result. You know, if we don't get a good result against Brentford at the weekend, then we don't go into an international break. Then we've got City away. It's so, so vital that we beat Brentford at the weekend. And in my humble opinion, not just beat them, really put a performance on, you know, just to give us that bit of a lift to say, okay, that was a small blip and that's it. Because if we can't put Brentford to the sword at the weekend, that's really become a bit of an issue that I think, um, you know, international breaks aren't really where you want where where you want them to be. But if we don't get the Brentford result, then it might be just to have an international break. But you know, the result, like I say, it's not going to affect things in the grand in the grand scheme of things. It's not going to be too much of an issue. But it's more sort of attitude and the application. I don't think the players that went on that pitch went approached that game in the right mentality. I don't think they were switched on from the start. I don't think they took the game to Toulouse. Which worries me. I think they thought that game was done and dusted before they'd even kicked the ball. Um, hopefully, Jurgen can rally the troops and maybe he's sort of learned a few things about a few of the lads that have started there tonight. I'd like to think he has. And then it's just a learning thing, and you know, every day is a school day, and you can take it from there. And it is what it is. Just hopefully, fingers crossed. Like I say, we go into that Brentford game of the weekend, put them to the sword, and we can sort of forget about the last two results. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 